Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. I don't know anything about sports. That's true. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about sports. That's what you're very outsider. excited about. You're very enthusiastic. I'm yeah. a huge fan of microphones. You bring a, a joyful energy to the podcast. That's because yeah. I'm not beat down by the world because I don't cheer for sports teams that we, lose half the time. We oh. auditioned... Hundreds of people for Phil's spot in this podcast. That's true, and I won. Hundreds of people, many of them real sports experts. Yeah, uh, Bill Which Simmons been, came up. That would have been you shot care. him down yeah, pretty I, hard. I did. Yeah. That was veto power right there. Yep. Uh, Chris Berman, uh, Dan Patrick, all of these people really wanted this slot, but in the end, it was Phil's energy that won out. You know, I I thought I was going to lose to Chris Berman. Yeah, but then I was like. Shut up, Chris Byrne, man. And then you guys went, oh, yep. and that's Remember how that? I beat him. And, and you, you made fun of Chris Berman in a very meta Chris Berman way. Yeah. yeah. Chris Berman ready to walk away from millions of dollars at ESPN for this podcast. Yeah. We went with Phil. Smart move for on uh, all accounts. I wasn't going <laughs> to get that million dollars. Nope. So I'll be poor with you guys. Yay. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a Manzel today. Johnny Manzel makes inaccurate pass attempt. When? Oh, that's not news. Subheadline: Manzel was attempting to pass a water bottle into the head of an annoying fan. Oh, oh. that's news. That that's news. So, okay, it's important to start this story by saying that nobody was charged with any crimes. Why do you have to say that? And the police said alcohol wasn't involved at all. No, see, we're Wait. editorial. We're not hard news. Yeah. Wait. I do. I, what? Yeah. So we can say things like, he's an idiot. They're all jerks because this yeah. isn't hard news. That's primarily what we say. Yeah, New we York, can lie. New York Times still not returning our calls. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. I do like, I think that with Johnny Manziel, any story about him now is going to have to include the disclaimer, no one was arrested and no one was drunk. I just want to say also, the story is still kind of interesting. Okay, phew. Yeah. Good. Johnny Manziel, who now lives on a golf course mm-hmm. and has used the sport to stay away from the evils of drinking. Well, and- he's doing okay now that he's not living in swanky downtown Cleveland. Well, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So he's in Irving, uh, Irvine, Irving, Irvine, Irving, Irvine, Irving, Texas. Oh, I thought you meant Irvine, California. Nope. Texas. Irving. We're going to go with Irving. Why would Johnny Manziel be in Irvine? Uh, he's from he's Texas originally. No, I meant Irvine. Irving makes sense. Because he goes to the Irvine Improv and open mics. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The place is awful. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a spectrum, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. What's anyway. Spectrum? Anyway, okay, so he's, he's, he's at this golf tournament. He's at the Byron Nelson Classic, and a fan is harassing Johnny Manziel for his autograph for hours, as fans are wont to do. A lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. Some of the articles say he's harassing for his autograph for hours. Some, someone says, uh, oh, uh, he was asking uh, for a picture with him. Oh, like then over and I over. would throw something at him, too. 
So this is this is, comes from Manzel's friend. He says, Manzel was polite to the fan the first ten times he sought a picture, telling him he was with his girlfriend and friends uh, he hadn't seen in a while. Phil, what do you think a fan asking Johnny Manzel for a picture ten times would sound like? Hey, g- hey, Johnny Manzel, give me a picture. Hey, Johnny Manzel, how about a picture? Hey, Johnny Manzel, give me a picture. Hey, Johnny Manzel, how about a picture? Hey, Johnny Manzel, give me a picture. Hey, Johnny Manzel, how about a picture? Hey, Johnny Manzel, give me a picture. Hey, Johnny Manzel, give me a picture. Hey, Johnny Manzel, how about a picture? Johnny Manzel, can I please have a picture, sir? It's about right. You yeah. know, spaced out over the course of several hours. Oh, I thought it was all at once. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's fair. It was not. It was not okay. very. It was not very specific. Yeah. Well, it still could have been. You know, he could have done that, and then it's like a few hours of, of nothingness. Could be. I thought it would <laughs> be more have front like front loaded his requests. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um. So Manzel. Uh. Okay. So evidently, then the the fan grabbed Manzel from behind, Whoa! and Manzel asked. This is the friend uh, relating the story. Manzel asked. Can you please not do that? Just please leave me alone. This Aww. is what Manzel's a friend told me that Manzel said. Clearly forgetting that Manzel is not Canadian and would not speak as such. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, please leave me alone. not sound like the Manzel we know I from. don't think if I was grabbed, most people I don't think if you're grabbed from behind would say, could you please not do that? Please stop bothering me. And be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's what I do. What fuck? Hey Phil, what do you th- what would you imagine it would sound like when Johnny Manziel's grabbed from behind? Hey, please suck on these nuts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> loves making jokes involving his dick. Yep. Um, so the fan uh, said uh, after this, "Good luck never starting in the NFL." Ooh, Ooh he wished him good luck. Yeah, it, truth be told, that does not require much luck. Right, he you, already. It's all skill. Are you are you super yeah. lucky? No. Have you ever started the NFL? No. See? Hey, two things, kid. First of all, he already has started in the NFL. Yeah. Second of all, he's on the Browns. He'll get in at some point. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to be that good to leapfrog one Josh McCown in the depth chart for crying out loud. Okay, so off of this is when uh, Manziel gets a little testy and chucks a water bottle at the fan. The fan claims the, uh, the water bottle was three-fourths full, yep. oh. whereas Manziel said the water bottle was empty. Oh, this is my favorite part of the story. The fan says Manziel threw the bottle at him and missed. While Team Manziel claims that it was never meant to come close to the fan. <laughs> there we go. This is really about ego here. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a bad throw. I was throwing it away. I was under pressure. In right. addition, Team Manziel has said that most of the passes Johnny Manziel has thrown over the course of his entire football career were not intended to be close to the Yeah, he doesn't want to hit somebody in the helmet. Exactly. You're going to dent the helmet. Except the what? passes at the ladies. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he totally wants to dent that helmet. Hits every time. Thing is, I think, I, I think Johnny Manziel should understand throwing water bottles at people is a pretty serious offense. I've known people who were kicked off of moderately good improv teams and account of throwing water bottles. Moderately good improv teams? Bro Squad 5 is one of the best improv teams. What makes you think I'm talking about Bro Squad 5, Phil? Because Matt it- Denacourt got thrown off of Bro Squad 5 for throwing a water bottle at like Scott Garver's head. the only improv team with a water bottle throwing incident. It happens all the time. Johnny Menzel's improv team, probably. Yeah. Hey, if you're still tuned in, we talk about sports in the podcast. <laughs> So the young man, uh, uh, the young man uh, got the water bottle. Mm-hmm. He smelled it, and he immediately. This is an eighteen-year-old man. He immediately recalled the scent from his days as the fourth-period aide for Irving Heights uh, Middle School teacher, <gasps> Mrs. Uh, Grant. Mm-hmm. And it was the same smell from washing out her coffee cups after lunch. What vodka? What? Oh, that's dramatic. That's actually a shout out to my friend who is a period aide in middle school. <laughs> Uh, so the throw prompted the fan to say, 
Nice throw, Johnny. Of course. Because it was a bad throw. The ultimate comeback. And that's when his uh, friend stepped in and pushed the guy. Manziel, staying away, not getting involved. So the, yeah. the person was pushed. He decides he's not going to press charges. Uh, Manziel talks to police. His friends are like, hey, just keep, keep space between us and this guy. We're good guys. Hey, be cool, bro. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and then the final insult. Sorry, the final insult. So Manziel's going to leave to get out of there. He calls himself an Uber. Mm-hmm. Hey. Okay. Which is German for Uber. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, it may, so the, the fan is outside and sees him again while he's getting in his Uber, and his fan says, Ryan Tannehill's way better than you. Whoa. Who? Uh, he's another quarterback. Oh, okay. oh, he was the predecessor at Texas A&M, right? Oh, wait. he was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Ah, so this is oh, because this is an A&M fan. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I did not put that together. Face. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's. Put your man boobs as L today. What's on the show? Uh, let's see. Well, we uh, have an interview. It's a big get. Yeah. Big get. Here to talk about... Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Yes, I saw this on the pre-production sheet. Yes. yes. The the big uh, French Open drama between the, the Serena Williams and uh, Veronica Hanem match. Yeah. Iggy right. Azalea. Right. Iggy <laughs> Azalea versus Serena Williams. <laughs> versus yep. Serena Williams. Uh, John McEnroe was among the vocal voices calling for a full instant replay in tennis. Are you telling me we got Iggy Azalea on the no, podcast? No, 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 no. Oh. It's a sports podcast. We have John McEnroe, tennis great, oh. legendary tennis personality. Right. In he, the Tennis Hall of Fame. He had an MSNBC show for a little while. He yeah, did. how many, how many uh, music video awards does John McEnroe have? He had an MSNBC show for a little while. Iggy Azalea has a bunch. She's fancy. Uh, let's see. Do we also have a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do. All right. And what about news, news, news? Let's see in one second. Second, second. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Stephen Curry's two-year-old daughter is adorable in post-game press conferences. Aww. Sub-headline, reporter makes idiotic statement not unlike the ones he uses said press conferences to goat athletes into making. Aww. <laughs> Ooh. It was adorably... Jerry, 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 Jerry. I don't know. I don't know what you're. Is We're a Jerry Seinfeld? Springer. Oh right. Okay. No, nobody chants Jerry and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> could could have been. <laughs> what? I was like, did I? I don't remember that episode. Oh god. Stephen Curry has gotten a lot of love in this NBA season, guys. MVP baby. A lot of love. Looking like he's going to win the MVP. Fans have been enthused all year by Curry's incredible ability to score, with some calling him one of the better shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, it's paired with his ability to spread the ball around, averaging almost eight assists a game as a, out of the point guard position. Whoa. One of the more exciting players to watch. He's also part of a very exciting uh, Golden State Warriors team that has boosted a long bereft franchise into the NBA Finals with a with a 
cavalcade of, of characters that everyone seems to really love, right? Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget that this is Stephen Curry, the undersized point guard who took 11 seed Davison into its first Elite Eight par- appearance since 1969 in his sophomore year there. I Wait, are we doing only time. baseball right now? No, Why is there so no, much information? Not. You we're lay off. We're just talking about just how much people love Stephen Curry, okay. who engineered an upset Stephen of three seed Wisconsin in the Sweet 16 that year, yeah. and became only the fourth player in history to score 30 or more points in his first four NCAA tournament games. Right? We do love Stephen okay. Curry, man. Stephen Curry has peaked out on his likability, right? Right. Could not go any higher. There's nothing more that would allow Stephen Curry to be a more lovable public figure, I've right? only got one. What's Stephen that? Curry, hashtag athlete food pun. Oh, it's its own. I had that hadn't even occurred to me. Yep. That almost bothers me that it's its own. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I wish there was a little more. We should call him like chicken curry. Neither here nor there. <laughs> That's just a food. Well, yeah, but it's still has That's just name. a food. That's not a food pun. That's pod. not even a food pun. That's not even an athlete. That's it was also already an ESPN commercial. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, as I was saying, peaked out in likability? Wrong. Enter Riley Curry, Stephen Curry's adorable two-year-old daughter. Like Stephen Curry, like in the name Riley, yeah, has brought his daughter Riley out for the last few post-game press conferences just to to hang out with them while he's answering questions, Aww. and she has stolen the show, guys. All right, no cringing Violet. She has jumped into the spotlight and did a variety of incredibly adorable things. Name like five. Telling her father he's talking too much. Ah. Uh, quoting Drake lyrics. Aww. Yes. Aww. Uh, uh, running around while the reporters are asking questions. That is so fucking cute. That's cute. Holding the microphone for the reporter while they ask questions. Her and Her picking so up and waving around the backdrop for the NBA stuff. That's five. Oh, five adorable things. And that's just scratch- you're scratching the surface, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So who could possibly be upset about that? I mean, an adorable two-year-old girl filled with confidence and love. Uh, nobody's going to be upset with that, right? You have to be I, a- I wouldn't think so. I'm a little upset. I, this is an adorable circumstance Absolutely. that we're all blessed to have witnessed. Everybody's on board. You'd have to be an utterly unlikable asshole with an incredibly warped sense of self-importance to come down in the anti-Riley Curry bandwagon. Joel, correct? are you saying that you're against <laughs> it? <laughs> Shut up. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, ESPN, enter ESPN's Brian Windhorst, or Brian Windwurst, more like it. Athlete food puns. Yep. yep. Wurst. Yep. The German sausage. Appearing on Grantland's The Low Podcast, Windhorst had the following to say about Riley. I am not in favor. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I am not in favor of having <laughs> children, better. especially young children, on the press conference stage. It distracts. Totally changes the mood in the room. It removes the professionalism and it makes the job harder. Joel, can you talk like that all the time because it's less that wasn't annoying? Me. That was actually that was audio. Oh, okay, from, was, uh, we should get him podcast. to sit in your yeah. seat at the podcast because it's way less annoying. <laughs> but than guys, your voice. here's the thing: I think we have to acknowledge that he has such a great point. I mean, after all, think of all the tremendous journalism that we are missing out on. By not having reporters like Brian Windhorst ask players after the game questions like, what were you thinking out there? Or, talk to me about what you were thinking during that last play. 
or even how do you feel about what you were thinking on that last play? Yeah. yeah. That's Hard my favorite. Hitting, insightful journalism is happening in those post game conferences. I want to hear the answers to those questions. Right. We all want to hear the answers yeah. to those questions. Okay. And it is just so much harder to be a huge dick to someone when their kid's out there. Right? Uh, yeah, okay. When true. you have the important job in those post game conferences of asking, like, Really intrusive, insulting questions that mm-hmm. constitute a not-so-veiled insult and, and just throw them at athletes who may or may not be experiencing a lot of emotions, uh, you know, given, given the fact that they just had a major professional setback, okay, and then you're trying to provoke an angry response for them that allow you to write a cheap hit piece rather than actually analyzing the sport. How do you do that when there are kids out there? Joel, are you... Uh against this reporter because it sounds like you're there's what? a lot of no, sarcasm i am i am totally a lot of sarcasm the important i feel like it's been eight minutes of sarcasm done. so i know that's i want to say good for brian windhorse for standing up for the professionalism of the post-game press conference after all it is essentially like a version of a tmz interview in which the interviewee has a professional obligation to sit there and endure it Rather than walk away from the idiotic questions. <laughs> sure. We can't time. do away with this tradition. No, it's God America. God forbid a bunch of college-educated professional writers actually have to write about the events in the game. No, they need the opportunity to lob idiotic questions at people who may or may not have passed their high school English courses. Wow. Right? Joel rant. Yeah. That's no, this be is its own segment. <laughs> I'm just reading the copy, guys, for news, news, news. It's all hard-hitting news. Okay. I thought this was editorial, but okay. Josh nope. Hamilton is back, baby. Oh, yeah. It's all about the Hamiltons, baby. Subheadline says Angels franchise. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> uh, it is all about the Hamiltons, baby. Okay. A lot of Hamiltons. You can call me Aaron Burr from the way I'm dropping Hamiltons. <laughs> yeah. Eight million of them, to be specific. That's right. Disney movie oh. subject turned lifetime movie subject appears poised to swing things right <laughs> back into Disney territory. Or further into Lifetime, or even Marvel villain, depending on what team you're cheering for. Fair. Ultron's uh, greatest. So, Josh Hamilton previously made headlines for his inspirational story of rising to glory from the depths of depression and drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, potential Disney movie in the works. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were developing uh, this. Former top prospect uh, who, who plunged and then rose up with the Texas Rangers. Uh, following the 2012 season, Josh Hamilton signs a five-year, $125 million deal with arch rival of his Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. What are you going to do with $125 million? Dude, you know how many drugs you can it's get for, for $125 million? That's a point. You can get so many of the drugs. Yeah, yeah, I will have three, please. Or you can get five years of Josh Hamilton <laughs> flirting with the Mendoza line. Or at least that's what Artie Moreno quickly discovered. <laughs> Fans in Anaheim quickly soured after he hit 224 in the first half of 2013. Then in 2014, after missing a lot of time to injury, he went 0 for 13 in the ALDS against the Royals, a series in which they were heavily favored and that ended their season after a hell of a regular season run. In the offseason, Hamilton undergoes shoulder surgery and has a very public relapse. Angels are not happy. Artie Moreno publicly calls for all of the Hamilton uh, memorabilia and merchandise to be pulled from Angels team stores and engineers a trade that sends Josh Hamilton to Texas. Now, of the $80 million left on his contract, the Rangers are paying seven. 
So that's like $73 million that the Angels are paying Josh Hamilton to play for their division rival. They literally paid him to walk away. Literally paid him a lot of money to walk away. Well, geez, I can walk away for a, a fraction of that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Better start now, boy. Oh, yeah. oh no. Where's that shotgun come from? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so the only conclusion we can come to, right, is, is if you're going to pay $73 million for... for Three years of a guy playing a, the, the, for your arch rival, he must be completely done, right? Right. He must be. Well, he must be actively sabotaging. The only thing that would make sense is if he's actively sabotaging them. Is he? What? Because he what is. happens? Josh Hamilton, while only twenty-two at bats into his return with the Rangers, is sporting a gaudy six thirty-six slugging percentage. Clubbed two homers in his May 29th game. Uh, his first multi-homer game with the Rangers since 2012, and then two days later, races a uh, lace, races laces a go-ahead two-run double while pinch hitting. Uh, so rumors of his demise may be greatly exaggerated. If you're an Angels fan, I think you have one word and one word only on your mind: shenanigans. As in, you're calling them. This has got to be <laughs> an active, active effort by Josh Hamilton to sabotage your franchise. He, he goes out of his way to sign with you, gets traded right back to Texas, and he hits again. What gives, guys? I just realized what I'd do with $73 million. What? I would, uh, in indecent proposal, the Robert Redford got to sleep with Demi Moore for $1 million. I'd sleep with Demi Moore 73 times. <laughs> yeah, her, her rate may have gone down in the last 25 years. Sweet! Discount! <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is uh, tennis hall of famer and uh, tennis uh, television personality John McEnroe. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, how's it's it good going? to be here. All right, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you John. for having me on the podcast. It's great to meet you. It's great to to be able to speak with you. You're, it's you're good to be able to yell at you too. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. yelling just like we remember. Exactly. Oh man, tennis is still happening. <laughs> Every year, right? Every, Every year, year, people are watching tennis. So the French Open just happened, right? Yeah, the French Open happened. And that's the one on clay, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's the one where uh, the Williams girl uh, took on Nikki Zalia. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think it's yep. Victoria Anzarenka. Anzarenka is correct. I, I believe that's right. Like I said earlier in the intro. Right. No. And I got pissed. What you, you did? I got pissed off. Because they weren't using instant replay for one of the fouls. Well, it was a pivotal late out call. Late out call. Aside from their their Hawkeye technology, there is not full instant replay in tennis, and you publicly called for it uh, as a ring coach. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Agreed. I want to have instant replay. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit? How do you envision tennis instant replay working? All right. For example, so the ball gets hit, and uh, somebody <laughs> takes a swing. Okay. Right. This, these are t- tennis terms. Yeah, they I'm do. Sorry. They swing. They return the serve, and uh, you know when you're watching ladies tennis and the skirt flies up a little bit in the back. Okay. That's yeah. what I would use the instant replay on to see some of that sweet, sweet panty. That's uh, okay. That's, that's that's pretty terrible. That's I can't believe you'd say that in a in a national forum such yeah. as our podcast. Why would you say that? Well, be, well, because it's, it's it's blatantly sexist. No, it's, it's, it sounds. You telling me you don't like to look? Really uh, you don't like to look at undergarments? Well, oh, that's, yes, I okay, do, yeah, but also do, I can appreciate. I feel like yeah. great female nice, athletes in the yeah, context great of the female athlete. No, nah, it's not. Oh, come on, John. Why would they wear the little skirts if they don't want you instant replay in their butt? 
Well, because I mean, it's it's in a, it's a choice because it allows them to move around in the way they need agility. To. That is a bullshit call, Joel. That is a <laughs> bullshit a, call. That is not a bullshit. You know, call. it's a bullshit call. Okay, you're you're getting really really aggressive. All right, there's John. other reasons yeah, to you. Is there another way? You I need... just you. I thought this was supposed to be a sports podcast. Any, yeah, so any specifically uh, related to the outcome of the match? Yeah, related to the outcome of the match. All right, so it was in the middle of the third set. The third set. Uh, there was one time when I thought that there was a, I was pretty sure there was a foot fault yep. during one of the serves. I okay. thought that the foot went over the line. Okay. To be precisely the sort of thing that instant replay had help with. Right. It would be. But then I realized that the reason why I thought it was a football is because I wasn't looking at her feet. I was okay. looking at her panties when she was served. She reached way up high and her panties, the back of her skirt flew up. The Williams sisters have nice butts. That is a hundred percent true. But yeah, at the same it is. Time, it does. It does sound like you're saying. Where's that, that replay? I want to play that back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. As long as you what just would have it look like if you were to go back and forward and back and forward and back and forward? It would look like the butt cap is revealing and hiding itself <laughs> over and over again. Like a little butt peekaboo. Yeah. Little what... butt peekaboo. More importantly, though, as long as you have sufficiently professional professional line judges, they're going to be able to just not pay attention to the ass and look at the feet and make That's the right a call. That's a bullshit call, Joel. It's not Joel, all... you okay. calling me out right there was a bullshit call. Yeah. Bullshit on. call out. All right, we're getting word. Uh, bullshit. Yeah, the podcast is this awarding. Bullshit. Podcast is awarding me the point because of the verbal abuse. Bullshit. That you just... <laughs> bullshit. All right. There's other reasons. All right, now I really want you to think about this. I'm thinking about it already. I want you to walk us through, okay, the the situation that it would be used. All right, and how it would be used for the game. Here's how it would be Tennis used for the game. All right, wait, wait, wait. Think about this. I'm thinking about it. Give I it don't just act emotionally all the time. I stop and think sometimes. All yep. right, you're a very you're, you can be a hothead. I I could be, and you can so be very I, impulsive. So no, I want a, a reason that it would be used for tennis. Purposes. Okay. Give us a solid three count before you speak. Okay. I'll give you a solid three count. You ready? One, two, three. So you know how panties show up sometimes uh, when a girl's skirt lifts up? Yes, I do know All that. All right. That's yeah. the beginning of the story. It's going to end somewhere else. Okay. okay let's, let's. We've clearly established that tennis right. skirts provide. And that happens shot. when somebody's running up to the net, right? Yes, and sometimes it does. when somebody is, uh, they're at the net, sometimes the racket will make contact with the net. Yeah. It's All true. right. Sometimes that racket, when it's being swung forward, will catch on their shirt and rip it off. I, you were so close. I, and then when she, so then she tries happened. to hide herself with her hands, then her skirt falls down. Why are you <laughs> describing a Benny <laughs> Hill sketch? <laughs> yeah. No, and then when she tries to pull up her skirt, that's when her bra falls off. Uh, and when she tries to grab her bra because it gets caught by a bird, that's when the panties fall off. That's wa- why you need instant replay. You've been watching Asian humiliation porn again. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's my favorite genre. That's terrible. Okay. Uh, you think, uh, wait, did you see a bird flew off with the panties? A pa- bird flew off with the bra. Okay, sorry. I thought you that's said when the, the panties, panties fell down plausible. when you reaching up for it. And, and you think, and I, how would instant replay be used in this situation? Masturbation, mostly. Okay, that's, uh, no thank you for coming on the podcast, Hey, that's John. a bullshit thing to say! I gave up my valuable time! Joel is absolutely valuable correct. Time. John, this was very disappointing. Bullshit! For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Why World of Wide World of Weird Sports. That's weird. This week's This week's Wide World of Weird Sports. What is it? The Billiken. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the Billiken. The Billiken is the <laughs> official mascot of St. Louis University and St. Louis University High School. For those who are confused as to whether they're going to college or high school. Wait, is it St. Louis University High School? It's St. Louis University High School. That seems... But there's also St. Louis University that's the mascot of. St. Louis University it's the mascot of, as well as where the St. Louis University guys go date high school chicks across the street at St. Louis University High School. It's a real Un- sweet seems setup. Like it's Not too bad. Intentionally misleading to have university in the name of your high school. Yeah, because then it makes it easier to get into college. Um, but we're not talking just about St. Louis University. Let's talk about what a Billiken is. Let's talk Billikens. Let's talk Billiken. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the Billiken is a charm doll. Created for oh. an American art teacher, or created by an American art teacher and illustrator, Florence Prez of Kansas City, Missouri. It's probably the most notable accomplishment of Florence Prez's career. Might be. Uh, who's said to have seen the mysterious figure in a dream. Wow, that's astonishingly creepy. The yeah. figure pointed to her and said, there shall be beetles with an A. Right. <laughs> and that's why they say, let it be, Illican, in the song. Now, Phil, not even, not even me. It is believed that Pretz uh, found the name Billiken in Bliss Carmen's 1896 poem, Mr. Moon, A Song of the Little People. You guys are so not impressed by yeah, Billikens. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm okay, Mr. Moon, and followed by ten Billikens, the Billikens buried Mr. Moon in a shallow grave. That's my favorite Beatles song. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, in 1908, she obtained a design patent on the ornamental design of the Billiken, which she sold to the Billiken Company of Chicago. Wait, there was already... Hey, boss! Say, boss, you know what you've been looking for a design for the new Billiken? Yeah, why did you find one? <laughs> huh? Yes, yes, I did. I found a, a lady in uh, St. Louis has, has patented a design, but I think we can buy it off her. Well, finally, after naming ourselves the Billiken Company, we found out what a Billiken is. Yeah, so let me get this straight. She sees it in a dream. She yep. names it after the song, but then there's a billiken company that already exists somewhere you know what joel go figure <laughs> right <laughs> right go figure okay the uh the billiken was an elephant was elephant like but has pointed ears a mischievous smile and a tuft of hair on his pointed head I don't know. are you, are you sure that heads. don't sound like no billiken like a little I ever fat mohawk does he have thing. a long like trunk uh nope just so like a namely, little... when they say elephant like, they mean carries none of the most characteristic features looks, of an elephant. He looks almost like a Buddha. Yeah, he looks like a Buddha, only like a grumpy Buddha, fat, like a fat, grumpy, shoeless. Wait, that's not a picture of the Buddha? 
Oh no, Joel, this is a picture of you. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. I'm that sorry. Is... That, was, that was amazing. Unnecessary burn. Um, Billiken is known as the god of things as they ought to be. See, Joel, it's not a burn anymore. Wait, is it just the god of things and then the addendum was an editorialized? Oh, it's in parentheses. Okay. The god of things as it ought to as be. As it ought to be, yeah. yeah. Uh, to buy a Billiken was said to give the purchaser luck, but to have one given to them... Would be better luck. Okay. Yeah. Because you get a free Billiken. That's pretty good luck. Right. That's a much better well, luck. You're, you're already luck, up one on yeah, the day. What more luck could you possibly want than a free Billiken? That's true. The image was copyrighted and a trademark was put on the name. Uh, after a few years of popularity, like other fad toys, the Billiken faded into obscurity. Hmm. Yeah. The Billiken should not be confused with the baby-like Cupy figures that debuted in December 1909 of Ladies Home Journal. Oh, that's what you, you, that's exactly you were getting, what I was you thinking. You were getting mixed up with the Cupy figures. That's my favorite Ladies Home Journal. So, uh, Billiken is also uh, the mascot of other things. What? Not so, just St. Louis University and the sexy St. Louis University saw, High School. They saw how much success St. Louis University had with it. Sure. And other people, and other people were like, just were saying, well, well, we'll pay whatever licensing fee necessary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Billiken is also the official mascot of the Royal Order of Jesters. Of course. Yeah. Because they're silly, I guess. Uh, it's an invitation only shri- Shriner group. Yeah. No, I, I know what the Royal Order of Jesters is. Just making sure. Uh, it's affiliated with the Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. as it would be. Yeah, jet fuel can't burn steel beams. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the Billiken also <laughs> became the namesake of Billiken Shokal, the Japanese toy and model manufacturing company established in 1976. Mm. Bringing it back mm. in Japan. Uh, many cur- current many current online articles about Billikens are based on the article by anthropologist Dorothy Jean Ray from the South. I'm sure. Uh, the first uh, appeared in Alaska Sportsman in 1960. It's, I think the most pre- it's the most prevalent uh, accomplishment of her career. Yeah, it's true. Um, here's some other sports teams that the Billiken is the uh, is the mascot of. Oh, isn't it the Billikens? The Billikens? Yeah. yeah. It's the mascot it's, of the Billikens, right? It's also the mascot of the Billikens, yeah. And the Billikens, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. You've gotten two. There's three more. Oh, boy. Four more. I'm sorry. Five. Really no, four more. Is it? Is it the Yankees? Sorry, I got to run through it. It's the Fort Wayne Billikens. Yep. The Montgomery Billikens. Like I said. Yep. The McLeansboro Billikens. Oh. Ooh. The, the, that's the forgotten Billikens. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the Southern Michigan League. No, wait. Southern Michigan League is where the Bay City Billikens played. Hey, the Bay City Billikens. Yeah. Roller coaster. Of love. Say what? And that brings it then to another wide world of Whiz Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close of Sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we are going to invite back John McEnroe to give you our contact. John, can you? Yeah, I'm angry. Okay, behave yourself. Go All right. Co- read this copy here. All right, I'm reading the copy. Uh, this sports. Sports Sports Podcast, you can find them on Twitter, twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. If you don't favor a tweet, you're out of line. You're way out of line. If you don't do that, it's out of line. 
You can find us on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. You can donate to the podcast if you're enjoying it. Give them some money so they can keep it going. And if you don't, then you're bullshit. Then it's bullshit if you don't give them money. And you can also find them on... You shut your mouth. You can also find... You shut your mouth. You can also find them on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. While you're there, make sure to follow them so I don't have to look for their bullshit... On random bullshit sites. I'm getting out of here. Thank you very much, John. I Fuck really you. appreciate it. Pleasure as always, I guess. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Uh, I got some bad news. When, uh, Re- when- oh, bad oh news. here it comes. Oh. Here it comes. Ooh, watch my tickers. It's all about like to get zingered. Yeah. Please, guys, I'm trying to do this succinctly. Okay. Right. No, I understand. <laughs> sure. Uh, when, when McEnroe parked, he parked his car just a little bit over the line. Uh, so we had to give him a ticket for that. Hopefully he's gonna. Who's we? This is bullshit. This is getting tickets. Bullshit. He sounds super mad. He's screaming at our parking <laughs> attendant. Screaming at our parking attendant up in his really high chair. Oh, lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.